are Omicron-specific booster shots more effective than the original boosters? Find out about this and more in today's PV Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Senior VP Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. Two small studies that are awaiting peer review have shown that the Omicron-specific booster shots created by Moderna and Pfizer do not work significantly better than the original boosters. In a study conducted by researchers at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, immune responses in blood samples taken from 15 people who received the original booster were compared with 18 people who received the bivalent booster. Both booster shots raised antibody levels against BA.5. While the new booster led to 30% higher antibody levels, the study noted that this difference was modest and non-significant. Another analysis of blood samples from 19 people who received the original booster and 21 people who received the new boosters conducted by the researchers at Columbia University and the University of Michigan showed that the Omicron booster led to 20% higher antibody levels to the BA.4 and BA.5 than the original booster. Limitations of both studies include the small number of participants and only about three to five weeks for follow-up. In our next story, we learned that ultra-high-dose rate radiotherapy delivered at more than 40 grays per second, known as flash therapy, may provide a safe option for pain relief in patients with painful bone metastases. The FAST-01 study was presented at the American Society of Therapeutic Radiation Oncology's 64th annual meeting and simultaneously published in JAMA Oncology. Researchers found that patients who were treated on flash-enabled proton radiotherapy systems using a single transmission proton beam spent an average of 18.9 minutes on the treatment couch, and each treatment site took an average of 15.8 minutes. Adverse events were mild and consistent with conventional radiotherapy. Transient pain flares occurred in 33% of treated sites. In 67% of sites, patients reported pain relief, and in 50% of sites, patients reported a complete response. And finally, we learn it may be possible to screen at-risk patients to determine who may benefit from interventions to prevent dementia-related diseases. This according to a study published in Alzheimer's and Dementia. Data from a half a million patients aged 49 to 60 years showed that those who developed Alzheimer's disease and frontotemporal dementia displayed cognitive and functional impairment five to nine years before diagnosis. People who went on to develop Alzheimer's disease and progressive supranuclear palsy were also more likely than healthy adults to have fallen in the past 12 months. For every dementia-related condition studied, patients reported worse overall health at baseline. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing, Medical News Roundup, and just ask, what's my flash briefing? Thanks today to staff editor Gabrielle Mastello for selecting and editing our stories and to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we cover the latest stories in the world of medicine.